0: I look at um, I, I, I've recently come to look at fitness and working out and this whole thing is like a fire right it's like a flame like mm-hmm. if you burn something if you put something in the fire it's going to come out different no matter, no matter what mm-hmm. unless it's flame proof right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's fitness like you have you, you go through it the difference with fire and fitness is that you have the choice you have the choice of how it changes you. You have the choice. Does it, is it going to discourage you and make you go backwards and make you weaker? Or is it going to polish you and build you up and make you strong?
1: All right. This is our seventh episode. We're taking a break from our book discussion of Lama Rod Owen's book, Love and Rage, to have a conversation with my younger brother and my mom. We're going to uh, introduce Brian as the personal trainer extraordinaire that he is. Brian gives us his theory on training in this time of uh, global health pandemic. Uh, We also tap into the spiritual component of personal training, which uh, took me for an emotional loop. I hope you all enjoy this interview with my younger brother and learn as much as I did. Enjoy. And we're live. Hot musket. So when you look at, so we're recording on the iPad. We don't have our microphone yet. So when you're recording, so you just want to make sure, you see when I talk louder, those things get bigger. Mm-hmm. And yeah, talk, they get bigger when you're louder. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh my goodness. Sound waves. So this is the Wissahick and Wellness Podcast. And today we have a very special guest, Brian Maxwell Fuego Demetrius. Mimi. Big head. Big is head. It, is, wait,
0: is this what we're actually using? We're
1: yes, recording. we're recording. It's very relaxed around here. You know what I mean?
0: Let's start over, though.
1: No, we're not starting over. So, Brian. Brian, we can't post this. Brian, we can.
0: We can't now.
1: <laughs> so, listen. Brian's perfectionist. Listen. We're Brian. jumping in. Brian. I wanted to interview you because you're a collaborator in winston Well, you're my brother, first and foremost. Aww. I remember the day Brian was born. I actually held this, this I, person. I
0: remember it, too. I was like, <laughs> what is, why, why is this person holding me?
1: <laughs> and then they asked me what we wanted to name Brian, and I said I wanted to name him Mimi. I don't know why. Isn't that funny? Because
2: <gasps> okay. I'm me, Ma, and then there's a Mimi? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it is a little strange.
1: Mima, so we have we have Brian here, and we have Mima, my mother, who's the who's the also a collaborator with Bosica Wellness. It's a family affair, and I wanted to talk to Brian specifically because we're officially launching Brian's exercise classes. He's teaching free classes on Saturdays, um, and he also teaches outside of this. he's, a, he's been a he's a personal trainer. He's an amazing personal trainer.
0: Thank you, Brandon.
1: Yeah. I, I, I've I witnessed Brian working out, like, since he was, like, four. And I remember me and my older brother. Uh, I have an older brother named Bruce. He lives in Prague. We were, like, really jealous of Brian's six-pack. And we were like, you just wait till you get our age. You're going to get fat. And then it was, like, five. He was six. He was seven. Like, he never got fat. He always had a six-pack. <laughs> and, like, I think by, like... 17. I just realized that Brian was always going to be in shape, and there was nothing that I could do about that. <laughs>
0: beautiful, it's a beautiful story. <laughs> I draw inspiration from it.
2: And he beat me at arm wrestling when he was 12. So, yeah,
0: that was a really major that, milestone. That in my really life. was mm-hmm. really. All my friends, about yeah, it.
2: yeah. I didn't know about we that. we used to have arm wrestling battles, and he finally beat me when he was
1: 12. <laughs> wow,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, fitness has always been a pretty prominent figure in my life. One of my earliest memories actually is working out with my dad when I was like three, um, lifting little baby weights.
1: Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Our, our dad got us all on working out. When I was in high school, he got me working out because kids were picking on me. And it wasn't the same reason for you, like Mm-mm. to defend yourself. I started
0: training myself actually when the kids started picking on me. But dad had kind of planted the seed prior to that. And I saw you. I saw what you did. I remember you got huge. Yeah, I did. Brandon got beefy. It was crazy. He was a beefy 14-year-old. It was pretty wild.
1: Yeah. I had the arms. I was the arms guy. Yeah, that was (laughs) awesome. (laughs) And we have, you know, you guys can listen to the other episode, Tarot with uh, Tarot Cards with Mima, where we talk about our legacy of, like, our mother being... A pre-Olympic track athlete. So it's in our DNA. You know, our mom is is a physically fit person. You'll see her leading classes. Our dad did track and gym gym gymnastics and cross country. Yeah, but this is this is about Brian and then we're going to segue a little bit into um a family uh stuff. So Brian, usually with this podcast, I tell people to lead us with a poem or a song.
0: A poem or a song. That's
1: in their mind that speaks to these times. Is there anything? If not, it's okay. A
0: poem or a song? Yeah. That that do you you're... always put them on the spot?
1: No, do you... I don't. See, that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you could have, like, you know, given me a heads up. I could have prepared something.
1: Please, please. There's no pre- preparation in the world of fitness. Just jump right in. No, it's okay. If something comes to you, that's all right. You can do it later. Sounds good. Okay. So Brian, I wanted to interview you because we were talking like a couple weeks ago and Brian has been training a couple of my close friends and me and my mother have been training with with him. And in this time of like COVID and people being at home, I really realized for myself and so has my mom that there's a huge value in having someone who's really good at instructing people to stay fit, but also really compassionate. And really um, caring through the process. So I wanted to know for you, what are your thoughts about people staying fit? Why is it important during this time?
0: Um, I mean, it's it's important during this time, just the same way that it's important during any time. I think um, you. I think that being fit does something to your body, obviously, but it's more so a mind thing. It's always been a mind thing for me. Um, that's why I can't go more than a couple of days without working out. or I start to go crazy. <laughs> so it's, it's a, it's a stimulation for my mind. I mean, when you can will yourself to kind of go through pain willingly, mm. um, it's, it's got a, it's got a kind of a, a, a healing property to it. Mm. And I, and I think that I've been, I've been, I actually came up with this uh, a few weeks ago. Um, This thought, this thought I had, it kind of dawned on me where, um, you know, pain, if if we even just step away from the fitness aspect of it, pain has um, just, you know, transformative properties, you know. And when you're in pain in the moment, you can make a choice of either going through it or turning around. So either way, when you're in pain it's going to change you in some way or another right so with with exercise it's like you know you're in that you're doing that exercise that's burning you can either continue and and get stronger from it or you can stop and but when you stop you got to realize you're actually going backwards because you're reinforcing a a behavior for yourself that you're going to quit when mm-hmm. it gets hard mm-hmm. so mm. I like to kind of put that in my clients' heads, where it's like, "This is this is really more mind than it is
1: body." Mm-hmm. Now, what would you say to someone who says, "Well, I've hurt myself, and so when the pain comes, I don't want to push and hurt and injure myself"?
0: That's where mindfulness and body awareness comes into play, yeah. and that's really that's really the foundation to ex- exercise any kind of exercise. Um, not to get too scientific or hippy dippy here, but they. They've done studies on, like, the mind-muscle connection, and we'll keep it simple here. Let's say you're doing a bicep curl. If you envision your bicep moving, if you really get a a mental image of your bicep in your mind while you're doing the exercise, you release a chemical called acetylcholine. Mm -hmm. And acetylcholine actually helps to stimulate a a better contraction in your bicep, Mm -hmm. and you actually connect more to your bicep you you create neurological branches neurological bridges from your brain to your bicep and that actually um it gives you it actually just improves your workout you Mm -hmm. get more of a benefit from it so wow mindfulness in in your practice and mindfulness in the moment of what you're doing is really how you stay uninjured and yeah it all kind of folds into one Stay uninjured, get a better workout, and you get stronger.
1: Well, no one's ever made those connections. Really? Personal from a personal training standpoint, I've never heard someone make those connections mm-hmm. to if you're aware of your muscles, if you're aware of your bones in action, it's less likely to injure yourself and you're actually practicing embodiment. Right. No one no one's ever made those connections. That's mm-hmm. awesome.
0: And it's not it sounds Hippy dippy or like uh bro science is what we call it in the in the industry, but it's really not. It's, it's very not scientific if you can wrap your mind around
1: it. yeah I mean that's awesome. Mom, do you have anything to say about that?
2: <laughs> um that that really is interesting because as a um an older person who used to have um, in my in my young years um a very i think Good mind body connection um, in order to perform in gymnastics and track and field. And with all of these years of um, difficulties related to my asthma, um, which was severe, and my survival mechanism was actually to separate myself from my body. Mm-hmm. Um, just so I could maintain some level of calm while all these horrible things were happening to me in the emergency room and being intubated. I had to actually separate myself from
1: my body. Can I ask a question about that, though? Because what I hear you often say is you've had to push yourself so hard that you had to disconnect. Right. Brian is saying something a little bit different in the sense of you can push yourself and still connect. Where's the middle way?
0: Well I think what she was saying was everything that was happening to her that was out of her control. Right? You right. had to you had to separate to get through those things.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Right. So okay. where whereas that, what I'm saying with the fitness and the working out, it's like you're and you're in control. To stay in control, you have to be mindful.
1: Yeah. And and you would also, I imagine, because when we work out with Brian, he gives us mod ups and mods down.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: In your, you know. Because the way I see you, Brian, is you are a, um, you're an elite exerciser. You've been doing this your whole life. And I imagine to get to that, you've had to have moments where you felt like you couldn't do it, but you had to uh, do something to get where you wanted to go, mm-hmm. right? So if you're doing a bicep curl and it's too hard, rather than just stop, why don't you just do some holds, right? Right. So mm-hmm. in, in a way, to not disembody, you have to take ownership. mm mm-hmm. And keep going. Is that right. sound?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, um, yeah. I mean, you said, you said it the best that it can be said. Yeah. yeah. Take, I can't, take I, can't, on, I can't even add to that. Yeah.
1: But take ownership. That's, that's right. the biggest thing that, um, that uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking from that. Um, okay. The, the only reason, Mom, that I asked you that I followed up with that question is because I've often heard you say that in your training, when you're exercising... You know, some uh, someone's telling you what to do. If that mm-hmm. control is external. Yeah, that you've actually had to leave your body in order to get to that pre Olympic level.
2: Well, it's um, so it's it's pushing yourself to what you feel is your physical limit. And then the wonderful thing about a trainer or a coach is that you have this trust in them that. They know that you can push further, uh-huh. so it's so it's almost like they're the extension of mm-hmm. you, so there is another another layer to you still having ownership, but now it kind of has to be shared with someone right. else yeah. so I think that's that's the difference, and what yeah. I was talking about with you early on with with us working out is that i i I was a little um un unconnected in that way. And I felt like this isn't good because I have to one, learn my body again, and then develop that, that trust with you as we're doing things that you, yes, you can push me, but I'm giving you permission. So I still really am taking ownership, but I'm letting you now carry me just a little bit or push me just a little bit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Uh Yeah. And I imagine, you know, that as we try to get more people, um, into a culture of fitness from home mm-hmm. that we're going to have to kind of think about how we build those connections of people having ownership but also trusting you, you know, because a lot of the pushback that I see from myself and I see from other people that we've been working on is there isn't there isn't that trust yet, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, where we really believe we're not going to die if right. <laughs> <laughs> we just do what you ask us to do. Yeah. So how would you, how do you think, I mean, I don't know if you have an answer to this, but how do you think people can begin to, and I think I know the answer, be, can begin to trust themselves enough so that they can trust someone who's skilled to lead them through this process?
0: Um, I think that, so just drawing from my experience with Johnny, with Annie and Johnny. Right? Our, friend, our dear our, friends who we Our love. dear friends who we love. <laughs> yeah. Um, like they they they've and I said it today they've come like an extremely long way yeah and it was especially with Annie there was there was a lot of tension like pushback in the beginning yeah. and she's she doesn't complain anymore and I think that that's you know that's that so to answer your question it's just doing it mm-hmm. and it's just um, there's a there's a saying I like one of my favorite sayings is um, um. Constant repetition breeds conviction. Consistent and constant repetition breeds conviction. So, to convince yourself, mm. just keep doing it. Yeah, just keep doing it. And that mm. the repetition of doing it not only does it reinforce the um, the habit, but like you said, with trusting me, it's just a matter of okay. Last week, we did three workouts, and I didn't die, like you mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. The week before that, we did three workouts. And then it's like, they also, like Annie and Johnny, they've, um, they've gotten results. So I think that that's another convincing factor. It's just when you do it, and you, you kind of have to take that first step of faith, because mm-hmm. you don't really know. But then when you get the results, and you say, oh, wow, I've gotten stronger. Oh, I've lost five pounds in the yeah. past two weeks. Yeah. Then it's like okay. Then the ball keeps rolling.
1: Yeah. Okay. So. That makes sense.
2: And there's also just from like psych 101, this paired stimulus of this this rush of endorphins that we get when we're working out, that is associated with this person right. who's helping us have this wonderful high. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So over and over again, it's uh, like, oh yeah, you're the person that's going to make me feel bad, good. You know, like I'll be a drug. Yeah. Uh
1: huh. Uh huh. Yeah. The yeah. side effects are just muscle. Uh, great. Right. <laughs> Getting beefy, which is great. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. I have three more questions. Um, so, in the back of my head, I, I hear a lot of people thinking that training is not important in this time. You know, and the, the thing is, there's a lot of pushback around. Um, I don't know if you were watching this stuff with Lizzo. And and you know the Lizzo mm-hmm. the singer and yeah. and you know people should be um, body accepting however you are mm-hmm. and and I I am a proponent of that I'm a proponent proponent of body positivity yeah so I guess my question for you is how do you see yourself honoring where people are but still pushing people to um, get stronger. To have goals. To have fitness goals. Like, where? How do you play with those two things? Um,
0: that's a really good question.
1: Yeah, and it's a hard question. So. so,
0: so I think that the first thing is like body positivity. First of all, if you're someone who's let's just say 300 pounds, right, to be extreme here, you have to have a positive outlook in order to get results. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the only way you're going to get up in the morning and 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 do things. Now, mm-hmm. having a positive outlook and wanting to be better, they're not interchangeable. They're not they're not opposite. You know what I mean? They're not mutually exclusive. So, you can say I li- I like where I'm at now, mm-hmm. but I want to be better. Uh-huh. You, you you can do that. You know what I'm saying? You can be positive about where you are and still want to do better. Yeah. Now, For me as a trainer, um, that's really my job is to is to say, look, you're fine where you are right now, but we can do better. And what I try to do is to get people to imagine themselves being better. Mm. Right. Ah. So it's not it's not like don't even don't focus on where you are right now. Mm -hmm. It's like, Mm. Because the thing is, and the, the way the mind works, whatever, mm. whatever you see in your mind is where you're going to be.
1: Wow.
0: So if, you, if, I, if I'm, a, if, as your trainer, I'm constantly making you look at where you're at, yeah. we're not going to get anywhere. Uh, My job is to make you look forward to where, we're, to where you're going. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? It's
1: almost like, it's, 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 almost, it's like a, 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 a movement affirmation. Exactly. You're there already. Just do the movement to get there because you see it. Right. And if you see it, you know where you're going. Mm-hmm. So all you got to do is move.
0: Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's, that's literally how I see it. Just move. Wow. And, you know, focusing on on where you're at will keep you where you're at. Mm
1: hmm. Mm hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Woo. Say that again.
0: Focusing on where you're at <laughs> will keep you where you're at. We're gonna get that on a shirt or something. This brother's deep.
1: This brother's. I, you know, My baby. I didn't know. I didn't know you had all this wisdom. You know, meditate when you talk. It almost sounds like you're infusing mindfulness and meditation into exercise, which again people break because it's so hard. Mm-hmm. You think you have to be disembodied. It seems
0: like it's their opposite. That's right. But they're not.
1: You're you're closing that gap, and I think this is so good on you know. Um, in about four days, Brian's going to roll out his free community uh, exercise uh, classes. And I think having this philosophy and hopefully being able to infuse it mm-hmm. into the class, during the class, is going to give people that inspiration. Because right. a lot of people want to train with you, but I think when they look at you, they're like, oh, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. But I'm realizing for myself that it's, it's doable. You, know, you just have to um, make it doable for yourself, right. which, is, which is awesome.
0: Right, don't... Like, another one of my favorite terms is, like, nothing is ever as it seems. Right? Ah! So, like, people get so caught up, and I see it all the time with fitness, where it's like, they've already counted themselves out before they even started, because they have this conversation going on in their head. Yeah. And it's when they start it, they're, it's never how they expected it to be. Like, it's never, you know... Um, it's really just an attitude thing. Like whatever whatever you whatever you bring into it is what you're going to kind of go with initially. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you if you come with a negative attitude, we might be able to change that for you, but you know, as long as you come um yeah, kind of being open, like an open slate, clean slate kind of thing, we mm. can pour into you what you need and we can and I'm just speaking from a trainer standpoint when i say we i mean like trainers people who work in the in the wellness and the fitness industry like yeah. the worst thing you can do is is to just count yourself out before you even give it a shot because
1: mm-hmm. you know
0: that's and that's with that, with anything yeah you know
1: yeah it's like you don't have the vision so you right. don't know where you're going yeah
2: you have anything so, to add about that mom? yeah when, when you were um, talking I was uh, just kind of reflecting on the workout that we just did
1: mm-hmm.
2: and how your um, like mm-hmm. very like f- few words are needed for encouragement mm-hmm. and how deep that goes mm-hmm. so for instance the encouragement the words that came actually were from from one of them was a uh, compliment was from Brandon who said mom you got a great plank there and that was so empowering for me. But even beyond words, I felt that when you were walking sort of around us while we were working out, and I think I was doing really well with one of the um, the, the, the abdominal series where I had to reach for my feet, Yeah, I actually felt your approval mm-hmm. or your compliment. Yeah. It went into my cells.
1: Mm. Yeah right and that 's mm. so
2: the interesting thing is now that we 're transitioning to this other platform, how do we get that right, right? Yeah. so that 's something to look into like how do we is that something like after class do we need to have yeah. a conversation with each other just to have those words of Absolutely. of yeah. encouragement and affirmation I because a, it is actually it really gets in
0: yeah I, I had a glancing thought about that actually last time. Um, on Monday, I was like the thought came to me and then it left because I couldn't I couldn't go anywhere with it. I was like, how can I how can we, you know, at the end of this, how can we boost morale kind of.
1: Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was
0: thinking, like, what do we do? Can we go around in the circle and say something that we're proud of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I yeah. thought I thought about that and then the, the thought mm-hmm. left
1: me. But But you yeah. did it. Today I think I felt your energy was so spot on you weren't trying you weren't being fake yeah your energy you know i told uh, me and uh, mom went on a walk this morning and i was like what we're doing is we're just trying to raise the vibration Mm -hmm. we're trying to be alchemists in this time of like heaviness right and i felt like today just your energy raised us up Mm -hmm. you know it felt holy in there Mm -hmm. like really it wasn't working out. We were surviving. We were fighting. Mm-hmm. And I think this is my, what well, my next question is. On the other side of that, I want to quit. Mm-hmm. And I want to keep going. What's on the other side of that? And I'm not, I'm not meaning just in the exercise. I mean in life, in the spirit. What's on the other side of, I feel like I'm going to quit, but I'm going to keep fighting?
0: On the other side of keeping... Keep, if if you keep fighting, yes, yes. yes. How well, and the question,
1: well, like, just to clarify, the question is is kind of setting up for how does this level of training prepare us to be in our lives?
0: Well, that's that's yeah. exactly what I was gonna say. That literally is life. Is is it not? You know what I'm saying? Like, I I think that um, and this was one of like the first. Major lessons that I learned with like fitness, and I, I I learned this a while ago, and I think when it dawned on me, I actually, I said it to you. This was back in like 2013 or something. Um, it literally is a is a a metaphor for life. I mean, we have to we have to keep going, or else what happens? We mm-hmm. die, mm-hmm. right? So <laughs> so I, so I, I think I think that with fitness, if you can if you can there's, there's no physical pain that you're going to feel on a, de- on a regular basis more than your workout. So if you can draw from that physical pain and kind of plug it into your life and say, you know, this is really uncomfortable, but I'm going to keep going. You literally can draw that into your life and say, okay, this part of my life is really uncomfortable, but I'm going to keep going. If I was able to do it in my workout... And that's physical. I can feel that immediately. What can what can you not do? So for me, it's like, you know, I I, I draw from my workouts every single day, and that's why, like, yeah, I mean, I, it, Woo! it's a it's a it's a direct reflection of life. This the battle that is life. That's what a workout is. Like, Mom always says this, the microcosm of the macrocosm, right? Mm. It's it's a reflection. Like, it's it's the same thing that life is, just on a smaller scale.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Woo! Damn!
0: That's how I see it. Yeah. And that's,
2: that's like, where we are now. We are, um, the world Mm -hmm. is facing something. Mm-hmm. right and our little bit of, of plugging into um, helping ourselves and helping each other is to get ourselves strong you know physical mentally emotionally spiritually
0: yeah
2: um, so that we can raise that vibration and,
0: and, and what is that that's all uncomfortable it is it's all the process of, of, of all those things you just mentioned are uncomfortable right right so right. you gain strength through discomfort, mm-hmm. it's the only way. It's the it's the um, what's the word? The you know polarity kind of mm-hmm. right. Um, I look at um, I, I, I've recently come to look at fitness and working out and this whole thing is like a fire, right? It's like a flame. Like mm. if you burn something, if you put something in the fire, it's going to come out different no matter no matter what. Mm. Unless it's flame-proof, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, that's fitness. Like, you have... You, you go through it. The difference with fire and fitness is that you have the choice. You have the choice of how it changes you. You have the choice. Does it, is it going to discourage you and make you go backwards and make you weaker? Or is it going to polish you and build you up and make you stronger? Mm-hmm. But you're in that flame... <clears throat> This is what I want you guys to envision when we're working out. Imagine you are on fire. Burn. Sit in that flame. Go through it. Embrace it and let it change you and let it make you better. Mm. Mm -hmm. Imagine imagine that. Just envision that when when we're working out now. It's helped me a lot.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And for me, it's like, it's remembering that. Mm Mm-hmm in a you know, fifty-five year old sort of battle worn body mm-hmm. to remember that. And, you know, even like kinda metaphysically that I sent I sent, you know, we had that, that experience with that wonderful movie we watched that, you know, I sent you in my future to be here now to help me to get to where I wanna go. So here it is coming full circle as a family, family fitness and your children and what we're going to do for ourselves and even possibly ancestrally to um, strengthen ourselves and fortify ourselves and bond as a family. And that's what will be really interesting, that we're going to have these experiences, these arduous experiences in working out. Right? Whereas in the past, you know, you your experience with the family was you have to get your food, you have to hunt, you have to so because of how society has changed, we have this opportunity to bond through the fire of working out. And how's that gonna um help us to, to Really bond on a different level. That mm-hmm. that's what I'm really looking forward to. Working mm-hmm. out with Ava today was wonderful. Mm-hmm. You know, just having that youth in the in the in the in yeah. the room and yeah. um, my children, my grandchildren. It's just um, it's, a, it's, a beautiful
0: it's just time.
2: It, it's just absolutely beautiful to see that. You know, we're still here. We're still standing. We're gonna go through this, and. Um, as Brandon and I had the talk of when we were walking, all of this chaos is happening around us. But if we choose just like you said, with the workout, if we choose that we are going to triumph, we are going to make it through, what are the tools that we need, and fitness is that mm-hmm. we have to have stronger bodies, we have to be able to handle stress and I think a lot of people 's bodies right now because when they when they are stressed out with this virus, I'm putting in quotes because I don't really know what it is, their bodies are not used to responding to stressors. Right. Right? So now we have this stress that we're going through on purpose, mm-hmm. willingly, mm-hmm. that is preparation for the stressors that are potentially waiting awaiting us. And, right. Um, I think that the more people we can get to realize that self-care, stresses, um, stressors are... Preparation for battle, basically. So beautiful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm speechless. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm am I'm I'm, um, I'm so proud of you, Brian. I really Thank do. you. I'm so proud of you. Brought I brought tears to my eyes listening to my younger brother have wisdom beyond his years okay so (laughs) (laughs) brian can you let the people know if there's anything else you want to share um either you or me ma um you can share it now and let people know how to find you
0: yeah you guys can so we're gonna be we're gonna be launching you know patreon and things like that um we're still ironing out the details of how all that's gonna go down um it's going to be different levels of, of, you know, ways that you guys can train with me. I am uh, on Instagram. It's Brian, B-R-I-A-N underscore Judah Lion. Okay. You guys can find me on Instagram. Um, currently doing Zoom sessions. Also in-person sessions if you are local. Um, yeah, guys, I'm I'm ready to just make the world a stronger place one rep at a time, you know. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. It's a beautiful yeah. time.
1: And you can find us on Um Patreon link is there on the homepage. Um, and yeah, just look out for us as we continue to live stream Wellness for the People. Anything you want to share, Mom?
2: Um, so, my series that I'm working on with Brian and Brandon are, is called Me Mom Makes a Mile. Um, my personal fitness goal is to be able to run, jog, move my body with my knees raised in the air um, as I'm running. (laughs) Um, Meaning that I'm not walking. I really want to have a little bit of a a runner's cadence um, to be able to to get four times around a track again. And so with my history... Uh, severe life-threatening asthma, six times on event, um, fibrotic lung changes, age, steroids, uh, poor diet, uh, vegetarianism, veganism. Like, how can I, with the support and the wisdom of myself and my my uh, my trainers and other people within our collaborative, um, get me to that goal uh, mm-hmm. in a healthy manner? Without injury, and so that's what um, what will be. um, uh, It'll be recorded um, as I'm making documented. Thank you. You As uh, as I progress, so
1: there we go. All right, all right, guys. All right, love you, family. Love you too. We're gonna do a one, two, three, out. One, two, three, bye till next week.